Yo, welcome to Character Development. It's your boy, Daniel Elias, here to bring you the Michael T. and Feliciano Segundo episode. These guys are filmmakers. Michael T. from Lawrence, Feliciano from Lynn. Me and Michael T. actually go way back. Man is responsible for the creation of the music videos uh, to my SoundCloud rapper days. And Feliciano's got an extensive resume. We go into details about that. We talk about Dominican film and Dominican storytelling culture. It's a room full of Dominicans, so of course we came to the conclusion we're awesome. Um, and finally, we talk about Bailando, their their upcoming film inspired by Bachata. It's a romance. We talk about romance films a little bit. You know, there was some dis disagreements about the quality, I guess, of the genre, but you know, we settled it, of course. Make sure y'all y'all check out this episode of Character Development. Leave a rating if you're on the podcast feed. Uh, help us out with the algorithm on the YouTubes. Like, sub, share, leave a comment. Um, everything counts. Everything helps. We appreciate y'all. But yo, welcome to Character Development. It's your boy, Daniel Elias. Today, I'm here with Feliciano Segundo Jr. and my man, Michael T. Uh, Now that, that was much longer than I anticipated. Can I just say that was like the warmest reception I've ever gotten from an introduction in my life. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate it. Even if it was canned. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. Thanks. Thanks for having us here. Yeah. It's great. Nah, y'all. I'm glad to have y'all. Um, Michael T has been a very good friend of mine for a very long time. He actually recorded my first and only... Well, actually, no, man. You recorded a bunch of my music. I did. I did. All right, so we did. We just only put a couple out. We did Icy Hearts. We did Look. We did that one short film that never came out where we had you like wear like fake blood. I was running around getting beat out. I don't get any eyes, man. Whoa. Um, and then what else did we do? We did, um, I'm sure we did other stuff, but like. Why are you getting, can I ask, why are you getting your ass beat? And I were young. We were young. Like, oh, this is like like early YouTube days. Is that what you're like we were like in, like just trying out like your like making art with your friends. That's just seniors in high school, juniors, sophomores, seniors. Like it was like the, yeah. He thought it was like cool, like those stories. Yeah, what, yeah. you know how like movies they have that person like like um you know the, the person that like has like a bloody nose or some shit and yeah. then, like they you ever seen Chinatown like mm -hmm. that? People like seeing stuff like that. It's like we're like. You're like, damn, let's do that with Daniel. Just put a bunch of like bruising makeup and stuff. And you say yes to all of that? Well, yo, it felt it felt thematically fitting. I had somehow spent a good portion of my adolescence getting beat up. Literally. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? So they're like, ah, right, let's put it all felt. But it, you know, I think there was more to it than that, Michael. You know, you you underselling it a little bit. But in terms of um now, I think it was also the theme. Like I remember the song that I had that I had made for the end opening of that of that uh, short film, the song was called "Running." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I think something that we were trying to capture from a very really early age too was just that feeling of running, like we're in the hood and we feel like we're running from something, we're running to something. You know what I'm saying? Um, and now I know I just remember too being very young and it's like life kept throwing shit at us, yeah, and we just had to keep running because. The, the growl wouldn't wasn't gonna stay under us, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you felt like that. Oh yeah. yeah. All the time I felt like that. I remember um I feel like at an early age when we're making stuff, it's like 
we don't even think about it. Like, like right now we're thinking about how I would like have these ideas about dressing you with like bruised makeup and stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, sometimes we'd come up with these ideas and we don't even know like how we even got there. And like, maybe that like us putting our internal, like how we feel like on screen or something. And you know, as 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 youth, there was not as much deliberation. I think also because we were doing a lot of like internal processing. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. I look back on some of the music I made, and I like we go through it. Yeah, you know what I mean. But you know, at the same time, it's like yeah, we're, we're just shooting the shit, and it was just really like you don't think about it till now. I'm sure like people like Tyler the Creator think about shit like that, like. His, his early stuff you look at it and you're like whoa, whoa no yeah it's it's funny we we live in an age now um where you can grow up with your artist yeah you know what i'm saying i i can almost perfectly say thoroughly say i grew up with earl sweatshirt mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying when he was like fifth when he was 18 i was like 15 like you know what i'm saying so it was really just like having a little a bigger brother and I, I have big brothers, but it was like watching a, your big brother become famous, and then he makes poems and music for you to relate to and like process. And he teaches you, like, oh, you're all, here's Earl Fletcher going through all these things I'm going through as a teenager. I don't need to look. I don't need to ask my brother because sometimes they're just kind of like shit on me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, yeah. Yo, this is so far I've answered a lot of questions about myself. I feel like, oh yeah, why are y'all here today? So what were we doing today? You know, yeah, what's going on, guys? So, um, I'm sure you've known. I've been making films for I don't even remember how long. Probably the, since 2016, I could say. And you know, it's been a long journey. We've done three narrative short films, and now we're working on the fourth one, and it's the biggest one yet. And we're here to talk to you about Bailando. Uh, you know, as I'm the director, producer, and you know. Here, first film with my friend, my bestie, Vasiliciano. Nah, no, um, he's the producer. I can, I can pass the you know mic to him, and he can talk about it. And um, yeah, you know, fourth narrative short film, and we're making stuff happen, Feliciano. Yeah. Uh, well, that was a, that was a very generous introduction. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're just here uh, talking a little bit about our upcoming film, Bailando, uh, what it means to us, what the story is. Uh, people have been wondering, oh, well, what's the story? Like, it's called Bailando and it's about Dominicans? Like, I don't really know. It's like, okay, well, like, that, like, this is what we're going to do. Let's, like, get to, like, the nitty-gritty of it all um, and to kind of answer a little bit of questions and to also just let you know why you should be interested in it because it's a great film. Um, it's going to be coming together. We'll be shooting it in about, we got about two months. We're two months out from photo- principal photography. Um, but I know that there's also a lot more that you want to dive into. So, oh yeah, that's why we're here. My yeah, oh, yeah. So we seen we're probably gonna go if y'all are regular viewers of this program, all five of y'all. Um, then y'all know basically, yeah, we'll be asking and talking about the specific project, but really it's character development. You know what I mean? So besides the project itself, we gotta know the people behind it. Oh, thank you. Uh, I don't think we're that interesting. I think you'd be surprised. Cool. Let's go. I'm surprised. You gotta look. Is there anything off topic? Things that we don't, that we do not want to get into? 
Like, oh, are we keeping away from lie? Abortion. Oh, okay. Uh, very, very strong. First one. If you feel like I don't, if I don't find that, I don't see that coming up at all in conversation. Weirdly enough, right? That was kind of the joke. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But in all seriousness, though, if you feel like you can get canceled for it, don't fucking say it. All right, and so we're not that kind of program. Thank you. But no, so I asked you guys a little bit about this earlier, and now I want to know the moment, right? When did you know? When did you know you wanted to get into film? Do you want to go first? No, you go first. You want me to go first? Please go first. I have more time to think of my answer. So, I think at some point in my life, from what I remember, I honestly didn't want to make art at some point. I thought, like, I didn't want to make anything. I was very down and out. I was young. And, like, I didn't want to make anything. I was just like, I don't want to make anything. And then, you know, I had this one big event. It was like a small little intimate event made a dvd with all the last projects i did and um and i was just like yeah i'm done and after i made that i think i made a personal piece it was like a big personal piece and you know at the time like i said we're young we don't even think about this stuff um you know that it, it's a lot like there's a lot of pieces into it i think thinking back even back more than that like 2016 uh was a really big like eye-opening year for me yeah um i think i was filming a lot of stuff i didn't know what i was doing with all this stuff you know i made this film after hours with a group of my friends i'm sorry i'm just jumping back and forth the timeline yes really foggy but um shoot um yeah we i did after hours and that was the first major event i ever did um i was first of all i was totally against it i'll tell you straight up against after hours like I was with making the film and putting it on the internet and then that was it. Um, it was, it was like, you know, Jeremy and like, uh, Starlin and all of them, they were just telling me like, they're my friends, by the way, they're the ones that told me like, let's have an event. We're here at the year that the year it's new popping. They support a lot of local events. And I was like, why are we having an event for it? Why do we gotta do that? We just put it online. And then they were like, no, we need an event. Like we can have people come to watch the film and. We had the event. I remember this. We had the event. There was a huge audience. Huge audience. Yeah. I think you... Did you perform? I might have performed. I think... We were young, bro. I still have the flyer. I was such a bro. That, that you actually recalling stuff. I didn't... I'm gonna send was, you... I'm gonna send you a picture I, of the flyer. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did perform. But that night was very eye-opening. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Like, that was one of the nights. And then, to backtrack the time where I was gonna quit, um, I was really down and out. Didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I made, I made this very personal short film that caught a lot of attention from, uh, Marcus who brought me in and he was like, yo, let's make a short film and I'll give you a budget of $500 and we'll make this short film. And then we made boys will be boys. And I think that was the first time I sat and I was like, yo, I want to make movies. Like, this is crazy. Like I, that was the first script, first everything. And yeah, that's basically like how I could say that's what got me into film. And then that was just the jump start. That was a long story. I'm sorry, but like shit, it was just. Oh, we like that sometimes. Life is a long story. Nah, nah, that honestly wasn't that long. Yeah. Well, what bothers my mind though is that I'm realizing I was there for all of it. Yet I forget. I be forgetting I was there for all of it. Right. Yeah. It's not until somebody brings it up. Jogs. 
it jogs my memory. Like when you said that, I was bouncing on when I was about to quit, when we started making movies. And then I started thinking how it all began, like for real, for real. And yeah, all that happened within probably like two years, 2016, 2017. And then you just keep going. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, 20, 2019. 20, sorry. 2016. Well, you said 2016. So 2016. Yeah, 2016. Uh, Yeah, then 2017, 2018. 2019 was the first time I was really into film. I think that was the first short film I ever made. And like, yeah, 20, 2018, 2019 filmmaker Michael T was born. 2018, 2019 Michael T filmmaker. Yes. All right. What was, what was filmmaker for the Seattle boy? Oh, God. It's, well, I think what, what I find so interesting while your answer, am I, am I also, is my game? Are, you, are we good with the mic? I'm, no, I'm not fucking it up. You could back up. I'm moving my feet out of that. I'll be real. You could back up. All right. You're like, yo, you French kids are the fuck out of that microphone. All right. We could, it's all good right now. is high. I'll be real. Oh, okay. That's all you need to know. Got it. Okay. Put it like that so we could back up. Word. Oh, bet. 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 Well, I would see these podcast clips and everybody's what, you know, like so close to the microphones. I wasn't sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the wifeist club, but these niggas is like, and then Charlotte may be like, yo, put your lips on the mic, pause. Like, yeah. it's weird. Anyways, you, it's what I find interesting about your answer is you brought up like those years, 2016, yeah. 17, 2019. Those years are also very pivotal for me in my life and my development as an artist because something that I, I recently went back through, you know, you know, everybody has a notes app on our phone, right? The notes app is so essential, I think. Uh, so I went back in my notes and I realized there was this thing that I used to do when I got my iPhone, I would go to the movies and this was like 2016, 2017, let me say, I would go to the movies, pick a movie. And I think in that the year I made myself like over a hundred movies, but I would break down each act structure. Right. Um, at the time I was very obsessed with this amazing book called save the cat. You know what save the cat? I've heard of it. It's like the f filmmaker book that they yeah. pitched to everyone that go to film school. Basically what it is, is like. The Hollywood has this structure of how they sell films and how storytelling works. And it's like, at this moment in the story, this happens. Uh, 50 pages in, you have the middle point, which is where the hero uh, of the story either uh, thinks he's about to win and think and the movie should be over, or he, like, hits his the lowest peak in his life. So anyway, I used to go to the movies and I would, like, no bullshit, like, find the, those beats in every film. And what I started noticing was there was a pattern for each film so eventually it just became like a hobby to me like i would just go pay 12 dollars to see i don't fucking know the boss baby or some shit like that or like fast or like fast and furious or some shit whatever movie came out in 2018 and i would just go through it and i realized at that point i was like oh i gotta go to school and get my degree in film like I, this just can't be a hobby um so at the time i was working at JetBlue. i worked for JetBlue airways um i i think I, about a year in i was like yeah it's time for me to go to film school i'm done so, so i quit my job uh, my job, we had, I think I, I had like full, it was like flight benefits all around the U S for free, gave all that shit up. I was like, I'm going to move down to Florida and get my master's degree in film. And yeah, it's all really took off from there. Yeah. That was, that was 2019 is when I quit. I forgot to say that. So interesting around that time period It's like summer 2019. Damn, that's sick. Cause like, think about it. You turn the, like from just that one hobby, you were just like, all right, I'm going to film school. I feel like there's some. Just the idea of breaking down story structures, I find very interesting to me because there's really only like five or six stories that are being told in Hollywood. The I had a I had a friend, the editor of my book actually, um, she recommended a book called The Seven The Seven Stories. I feel like that. There's there's relatively only about seven story structures. Yeah, and we can follow. Period. 
like not let them know five, like seven at all. You know what I mean? Um, it, it speaks to me at least to like the um, you know, I I like to think. Oh, at least no, no. I think that we like to think we're like very special. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yo, bro, we can we can study the patterns in our brain to the extent at which. Like, you could watch the same movie over and over again and not realize you've actually watched the same movie. You know what I mean? Romeo and Juliet, West Side Story. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all the iterations of the same, like, story structure. Hero wins at this part, they lose in this part. You know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah. It's a shared experience. Yeah. Like, the, the movies that you just listed, those are all rom-coms, right? Yeah. When Harry met Sally, Step Up, High School Musical, Save the Last Dance. Uh, well, you said Ben. You mentioned it's 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 interesting. I love that movie too. It's a very interesting. Would not be able to be made today at all. Uh, but yeah, to your point, it's like we've seen these stories told a million times, and that's kind of what we're trying to accomplish with our film. Is put a little spin on it. So yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Give me, give me a second. Let me do it. Check it out. You got some water? Yeah, bro. Actually, yo, bro, go I would love go to the fridge with some Anwang right now. This way. What is this new? I think we should keep it rolling, to be honest. Yeah, where it's the same camera angle. You just cut around it, no? No, I, I just chop it up. Okay. Let me tell shit. You know, cool. Pass me, um, I don't want to water the wet. Oh, preach. Pass me any of them. See the thing that says synergy? I don't know what the point that is. That super healthy drink. Oh, yeah, it's like kombucha type shit, right? Oh, yeah, this is, this is kombucha right here. Kombucha. Well, it says kombucha. Kombucha on the thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just call it the kombucha because, you know what I mean? It's kind of... It, it, it's upsold what it does. You know what I'm saying? It's hell expensive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's good for you. Right. At the price at which they sell that at good health... How much is that bottle, you think? Well, this bottle is probably like three, four dollars. That's not that bad. That's not that bad. Bottle of water is like three dollars now. Well, we turned it off. What happened? It's making noise now. You turned it off. Is that going to be in the... Is that an issue? Audio-wise? No. Okay. Oh, okay. I trust you. Uh, I said... Yeah, what were we talking about? I'm sorry. As a filmmaker, that's really all we were saying. I was asking y'all when y'all realized when you became... Or, like, when y'all decided y'all was filmmaking. Y'all put the bottles out? Like on the floor? Yeah. Don't... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. Sorry. That's that. No, no free promo. No free. That's it. Right. Um. Oh, let me just. I <laughs> gotta take the rapper off. Like, like Polar Springs gonna become like knocking on this door any minute now. Open up. Nah, but we're not gonna need it. Yo, we'll put it in the video. Come on. Fast. Yo, run that check. Are you good now? Yeah, I'm gonna do the same shit. Fuck it. Sorry. What? What? What were the hardest moments? Like, I uh, said, yeah. Like, just, well, why, why, no, why haven't y'all quit yet? Ooh, that's a great, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Can you, can you ask that question one more time? Okay, yeah, yeah. I originally was going to ask, like, yo, what was the hardest moment? But nah, not nah, why, why haven't y'all quit yet? <laughs> you, you wouldn't, I can go first. I just want to, if you want. You go first. Cool. Oh, that's a great question. All right. You, Mike, I, you, you, you're fashion on, bro. Oh, your flash, your flash or your iPhone is on. Yeah. It happens. Um, but to answer your question, you asked us why haven't we stopped yet? Um, I, I personally l- l- like to answer that question 
by quoting uh, the first producer I ever got a, a paid gig on. It was this film called The Requin in 2019. Uh, producer on that film by the name of Cameron Burns from uh, Paper Street Pictures down in Texas. I don't know if he's still in Texas, but uh, I remember the first day of production, it was we just wrapped. He drove me back to my hotel and he told me something that I'll never forget. He was like, the people that are most successful in this industry are where they are because they were too stupid to quit, right? Uh, thousands and thousands of people leave this industry every year for whatever reason. Um, but in order for you to succeed and you have to learn how to fail upward, right? So whatever comes failing upward correctly, so are correct. So like, for example, let's say your car breaks down on the way to work, on the way to set, you find another way to get there, things like that. That's a very extreme example. But he always told me, he was like, you need to be like, I, he, he was speaking from himself. It's like, I'm too stupid to do anything else with my life to make money. And I was like, oh, that is so cool. Like, I thought that was so cool. Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the mantra that I'll take it with me. It's like, no matter what happens, I don't have a fucking plan B. Um, I also feel like an idiot. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so about being too dumb to quit. Too dumb to quit. Yes. Yeah. I want to plan B for this, man. It's like, when I want a dumb man. You went, did you go to film school? I don't know if I've ever asked if we talked about that before. I tried, like, okay. I went, I went to Neko, but like, going to the Volk. I went to the Volk. Like, I don't know if I told you. What is that? It's a vocational school. Okay. Oh, oh, and I tell you about the trade school. Yeah, I went. Oh, okay. I was in, I was in the graphics department, and like, everything I learned in the graphics department, I was learning again at Neko, and I was just like, why am I wasting my time if I already learned this? You know what I'm saying? And like. I just, I remember when the pandemic hit, it was kind of like that moment of realization. Like, I'm not going to sit here and do these classes on Zoom. And I just stopped. Like, I stopped going. The reason like, I'm dog. The reason I ask is because, like, um, what was it? I was just, you had me on the train thought. Oh, um, plan B. Like, you were talking about, like, I was, you asked me, like, why are we too stupid to quit? A lot of people, I've noticed when, like, when I was in film school, they had a plan B option, right? It was like, my parents are paying for me to go to the school. My parents are paying for my my camera, they're paying for my light. I don't know about y'all, but my parents don't got money like that. No, yeah. Like my parents, my mom worked in the office for 20 years for minimum wage. Yeah, my bad. So like, let's just, is that, how's that? Is that better? Is that good? Woof. Um, what I was basically, what we were saying is like, my, like my, my parents didn't come for money, right? So like every, everything that I put into myself to go to school, it was like, I got this one dream, it's work in the film industry. If that doesn't work, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. So that's really where it comes from. I didn't like, yeah. Yeah. You can say what you got to say all that. The question was, why, why don't I, why haven't I quit? Yeah, why? So I like telling the story a lot. Um, I think one of the days, I think the first day we shot Boys Will Be Boys was my very first time on like a legit film set. And it was mine. Yeah. Um, I realized like, as a director, you see, like, all these questions being asked. You see how much control you have. And then you see what you're making. And I remember, I believe it was either our second or third day of shooting. We were shooting the big party scene. You remember you were there. That big party scene. I don't know from your perspective what you see in me that day. But on that day, I literally remember I hadn't eaten this is the first time I haven't eaten a whole meal at all. And I remember, like, mind you, like, this is, like, weird feeling, like, being super focused. At the time, never drank coffee. Never had anything sugary or any of that stuff people talk about that, like, energized. This was straight up sober. 
and I was young, like at that time, I was so super focused on this, making this movie. I'd never had that feeling a day in my life. And when I had it, I was like, I don't want to let this go. And it was really dope. Like I was sitting there looking at the room, everybody there walking around like, all right, we'll set you up here. We'll set you up here. This is dope. Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, Marcus, let's get this shot. And like, by the time that all happened, I lost track of time. I lost track of like my food and everything. And like, he was still hungry. I was, after we wrapped, I started realizing all this shit I didn't do. I didn't know. Oh, I didn't eat. Oh, I didn't. He realized it. I, I didn't realize all that. And like, I hadn't had that feeling for anything like ever, like ever in life. And like, I think from that moment on, I was like, damn, if I like this feeling, I want to keep it going. Like, there's no way I'm going to stop doing this. And, like, at that very moment, I just decided instantly, like, I'm going to be a director. And that's why I haven't quit yet, because it makes me happy. Like, I'm not going to quit if it's making me happy. And I'll find anything to direct. Like, I know it's hard to be a director and shit in life. And, like, the best, the best quote I could give you, I learned recently that, like, with film productions, you get a production job in Boston like this. But working as a PA, you think you'd be like any job is like a elevator almost like a, like a stairs. It's like a ladder in film. There's no fucking ladder. You either got to know somebody or, you know, you got to tell somebody what you want to do. There's no there's no timeline for. um Yeah. For what is it called? Uh, promotion. There's no there's no timeline for promotion unless you speak. Um, Best way to put it. If you want to be a director, there's no direction. No, I like that. There's no direction. That's a lax. You can be a production coordinator. You can be a production coordinator, work PA jobs. You get bumped up to secretary. Then you're a coordinator. You want to be a producer? There's no direction in that. You got to figure that out yourself. You want to be a director? You got to figure that out yourself. There's no direction in that. You network your way in. You got to network your way in to let people know what you want to do. And I've been doing that since the longest, like since you've known me. Like, we're about to hit. This is the fourth narrative short film. Yeah. I told myself, I remember when I first got a production assistant job, I was like, I could do 10 more of these and I'll stop doing them. That said the same thing about like short films too. Like I was like, I could do 10 short films and I'll do a feature. Confidently enough, I feel like I do Bailando and then we probably do like two more. I could do a feature. Okay. Like, okay. like is it's just... talk that talk. It's just the ter- like, that's just how it is. I don't plan on quitting speak on that i don't I don't mean to be like yo put me on the writing team bro and we can write a feature right now <laughs> like i have one written we already has one written but you wait where was you five months ago i um i don't know <laughs> call me. i i told you like i remember um, i remember we've had conversations i'm like i've had conversations with feliciano too about this like writing a movie is fucking hard 90 pages yes i there was for a lifetime i thought i couldn't write 90 pages like, that shit is crazy. By yourself. Girl, she is by yourself. Think about how many movies in Hollywood have like five, six, seven writers on it. And, yeah. And this like one person gets all the credit. It only gets easier, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Hard. That's the one thing. Once you've done it once, going through it again, it feels different. You know what I mean? Granted, though, as a, as a book writer, I'm worried. Um, will I be able to write another good book? I think so. But yeah, you know what I mean? It's just, just a question you always have. Like, do you th- did you only have that one in you? You know what I'm saying? Like anger type shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't think it works like that when you're a real like 
technician um and you really know the science of the thing you know what i'm saying even when it's not your best it should still be good you know what i mean and i think another cool thing um the reason why i like being a director or even making movies overall is because growing up i had so many different aspirations like i was i was in second grade i don't know what the fuck i was thinking about i was like i want to be a baseball player and now it's just off rip because Growing up at my crib, that's what they were watching. And I was like, I want to be that. You know, my mom even tried, like, talking to people to get me in the Little League. Never did it. Never fucking did Little League. I did. I, I coached Little League. Yeah. Mom, I remember we got into a meeting. I remember, like, being young. We were in a meeting for all that shit. But, like, you know, Little League and shit. Tried out for the basketball team, like, what? Fifth grade? Didn't make the team. Listen, I seen you didn't play. make it. I seen you play ball. Death didn't make the team. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, yeah, bro, because you make. What these, yeah, these are just these are just different dreams. Like I'm telling you, like these are different dreams. Um, you know, I me and Feliciano share in love for pro wrestling. We love pro wrestling. WWE would never be pro wrestling. Love pro wrestling. I don't think I'd ever be one. Maybe a manager would be nice. And that would be fun. Um, these are all different dreams, and I feel like as a director or even like you, like a writer. These are possible dreams that you can make happen through, you know, your interest. Like, like I, I, at some point, I want to make a baseball film. At some point, I want to make a basketball, pro wrestling. Stories of those different career areas. And, um, you know, as a person of color, there's not that many stories. Surprising enough, film is like 100 plus years old. And there's not that many pe like people of color stories in those narratives. And it fucking sucks. Like, I want to be the one to bring more of those to light. Like, I feel like we need that. Like, we need that black pro wrestler story. Yeah, yeah. And we need, you know, more of those stories that don't get told, like, in the mainstream spotlight. Like, right. like bro, Creed 3 just came out in IMAX. What's your, what's your point? Like, they didn't have that back then. Like, think about it. Back then it was Rocky. The Italian Stallion, like it was the yeah, and then and then think about it, Apollo Creed, like he was the OG, like he was nasty. We love him, and then to finally see like, you know, this prolific like black boxing movie with like two of the biggest actors in Hollywood, both black, and then the director black, in like I'm getting chills telling you about this shit. It took us years to get to that. Why? You could have had that shit back in the '80s. But, like, it took us that long to get that. And, like, it just feels really... Yeah, that too. Um, but it's sort of to say, that like, yo, not a lot of Spike Lee's movies, I feel like, are mainstream, like Creed. Yeah. No, I mean, Maul's Lennox. It's amazing, too, how how much people we have now yeah. to, like, pull inspo from, like, Jordan Peele, Donald Glover, mm -hmm. Spike Lee, like, yeah, yeah. Barry Jenkins. Mm -hmm. well, who was he? He did Moonlight. Did Moonlight. I fuck. Did Bill Street Katong. Yeah, he did Bill Street Katong. I know that he's penny. You ever seen Bill Street Katong? I feel like you'd love that. You'd love that movie. Okay. I know Ballin wrote that. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure Ballin wrote that. Yeah, he didn't. I don't know. I have a thing against romance movies. Really? I just don't like... You don't like romance movies? Why is that? I don't know. They're not exciting enough for me. 
and then, like I, I can't get invested. You hate happy ending? No, no, no. Like, to a certain extent, yeah, actually, I do kind of hate that. Like you hate when they end up together at the end. Why? I'm like, why didn't they die? Is it because of the core? Is it because it's corny? Jimmy, is that why? Oh, slightly, yeah. My thing is that, like, yo, media for me needs to be about life and death. Like for it to mean to have the highest value, like for me at least, mm. if we're not dealing with life and death, um. We're not dealing with the most important subject I think art can deal with. But not everything has to be so serious, Alt. Nah, fair enough. Yeah. Like, haven't you ever seen, like, you ever just been walking around in public and seen, like, a, a couple in public and be like, damn, they look really nice together. For sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's, that, that's something special, I think. I, I think it's something special. I, because it, not everybody has, yeah. you know, everybody's always chasing that, like, that perfect lover scenario of, like, two people who are, like, born to be together. But that's exactly why I love Dancy. the um the tragic ending because to me it's more real it's more the real life. Yeah, I feel like yo more people end up alone than they do to kept it. Right, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, I don't think you are. I mean, um, but it's one of those things where like yo, I like the tragic ending because I like the realistic ending. Yeah. Um, and also too, this is kind of fucked up. It's always funny to me. Like I, I one of those people with a, with a little with darker sense of humor. I mean. <laughs> And that, not in that it's funny, like, haha, those people's lives, they're hurting. <laughs> Look at them, they're in pain, man. No, no. It's more like life is so absurd and insane and unpredictable um, that I almost feel at peace when I see the same happen to somebody else in the movie. In the sense where it's like, yo, you know what? I'm not alone. You know what I'm saying? Other people do suffer. When I, this is kind of sound like resentful, but when I do see the happy ending, I'm like, yeah, but. That's not how we really feel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not what really happens to us at the end of uh, of either day or the relationship. Who's to say that? Um, you know, that's up to us. It's Vindy. You know what I mean? My, my favorite my favorite kind of romance movies yeah. are the ones that aren't predictable. Yeah. My favorite, I will say, is The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That one, that's a good one. That's a fight. That one wouldn't break your heart if you let it. Yeah. Damn. Um, yeah, that, and that's a tough one. That's an internal battle right there. Yeah. And you know, Starlin, but I'll never What? And Starlin, when I was going to go visit him in LA, he told me that on the Tarantino Theater, they were doing a double feature that night. It was that movie. Can I guess the other one? Guess the other one. Is it Movimento? No, no, no. It was, it was that movie and Scott Pilgrim. Have I? This is not. That's a banger. That's, that's, that's and I was like, thing. okay. I was like, that, that sounds like the darkest, like, Near this double feature I've ever heard for like a back to back movie, but but yeah, they end up together at the end of Scott Pilgrim, right? They do. Well, you know, but they do not. Did you know that they did? Um, they did two endings for that movie. I heard there's an ending where they don't end up together. Right, right. Did you know that? Have you seen Scott Pilgrim? Bro, I've seen that movie like twenty times. But did you know that they had an ending that where they don't end up together? I don't think. It doesn't come to my. I feel like I remember hearing about it. I feel like I remember even seeing it. You know what I'm saying? But it's been so long. But I don't be so old. But to the to the point of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, what makes it such a great romantic film for me is because, you know, as much as love is at the center of it, like there's some, like there's more of an existential drama going on there. When it's like, yo, have you ever been so hurt by somebody that you literally wish you could erase them from your memory? Yeah. Like, that is insane. That's taking the idea of heartbreak to the yeah. extreme. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it, it artistically, too, it's far more creative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
to to some extent, yeah, you're right. I do find a lot of romance films, rom coms, just find the court. And, you know I mean, and I think that's what I don't like people having. Yeah, yeah, you know, about to the life and death point. You're right. This shit doesn't have to be so serious all the time. I don't think life and death need to be that serious. Either. Yeah. And they're like, yo, I don't know. Like South Park when Kenny dies, shit's hilarious. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's life and death right there. And when he dies too, it's also like they just made the illest social commentary. Like, you know what I mean? Simultaneously. Yeah. Um, like there's so much to do with art and so much to do with, with creativity. You know what I'm saying? Um, you could take one word and say 500 things. Yeah. But you could take five words and say one thing. Um, but yo, on that note, the fuck is, the fuck is y'all movie about? It's a great question. What is my, let's get into it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you want to get down to nitty gritty? Sure. You want to go ahead first? I'll explain it, yeah. So, Bilal uh, was about a man named Darlin. Um, he's very... It, it, we're, what what the film is attempting to do, what we're attempting to do, is follow the journey of a man who thinks that he has it all, right? We've all seen the guy, you know, who is the ladies' man, right? The self-proclaimed, like, Papi Flow, real. Yeah, que tiene flow, que piensa que tiene flow. But then when it comes down to it, he, he sees there's that one shorty who has him, like, kind of, you know, sprung, if you will. I don't know if we even still use that word. But like, I honestly, I still love the frog strain. So, it's the one girl that makes him stop in his tracks, right? Yeah, right. What, what, the, what the, the? I would say with every film, there's always a question that's being asked, and and the filmmaker's job is to answer that question, right? So with this film, in my opinion, with when I first pitched it to to Michael, it was like the question is like, what happens when a man who thinks that he can have any girl he wants learns that he can't, and how does he face that? And what happens when it's time for you to actually put in the work to try to build just the, even just like the foundation of a relationship. Like this film isn't about him meeting her and, you know, they live off happily ever after. Um, I think you'll see in time, you know, when the film finally comes out, that that's not what we're going for. It's more of just like, there is a, there is a journey and there is effort that needs to be put it in to even like, not just getting a girl to be interested in you, but to show that you're even worth her time. Am I, am I making sense? Do you want to maybe add a little bit on a date? Oh, okay. I think the best way to put it, I remember, um, so I had just finished June 22nd and we had a friends and family screening for the movie. Yeah. I invited Feliciano, Feliciano and I, yeah, it's all good. Feliciano and I, we, um, I know what you're talking, talking about. We came out of the theater that we rented, um, and we were looking at the posters on the wall and Feliciano I'm so sorry. Father. That's a night boy. I'm sorry, bro. That's my mom right there. Yeah, my mom's who's he's like some me. Shout out to mom dude. What's up? Shout out to moms. You gotta play this for her, B. <laughs> I will. I'm sorry. Please go on. Please speak up when we get cursed. I said I'm gonna say it. Please it go on. So I could just start from the beginning. So basically, I had a friends and family screening of June twenty second and Feliciano was there. Uh Feliciano and I saw the movie and then, you know, we came out of the theater and there was um bunch of posters on the wall. Feliciano, me and him stopped by and he um talks to me and he's like, You see the dirty dancing poster? And I was like, Yeah, what about it? And he was like, What if we made something like that? But you know, we wanna make it with the Dominican culture. Um, let's think about, you know, bachata. And then right then and there, boom, my mind clicked and then Well first it was gonna be merengue. It was gonna be merengue music, but then you were and I was like, no, only machata. Yeah. Shit, you know, the, I think the week after that, I bought a book yeah. about machata. Yeah. And then my mom gave me this whole speech. She was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
That's a very well, you know, answer. I'm very much a research person. I like knowing what I'm getting myself into. I, I, I find getting into cultural dialogue with our parents is funny business. Yeah. Um. Why do you think it's funny business? Why do I think it's funny? Because yeah. I think it's dope because parents have their own way of telling things and it's pretty much very much entertaining. You ever just like hear your parents tell a story? Is like, yeah. just listen. This is better than what's on the fucking TV. Yeah, I like I like jogging like my parents' memory sometimes. Like when you ask your mom, like, um, like let's say some girl hits you up and she's like, "What time were you born?" And then you tell your mom, or somebody like tells you that, and then you tell your mom like, "Marco, do you not see?" And she's like, she first thing she does is hit you with the, "Oi, <laughs> she knows that stats." And then she tells you the whole story, and you're just like, and then you're just like, yeah. Now you ripped her coochie in half. Whoa. I, I mean, how we all ripped our mother's coochies in half. And then next thing you know, dude, after you get your answers, you know, you text the person back, and you're like, yeah, nine thirty. Yeah. Now they they had to come my mom out of her stomach. My head was huge. Oh man, I'm sorry. Sorry for her stomach. I can't fully remember what time I was born. I'm like, but, but yeah, either way. Anyways, though, yeah, we're talking about storytelling. I'm doing research. Yeah, the research. I'm doing research. I'm huge on research. Um, love doing research for anything, any project I do. Um, and yeah, Feliciano and I, we went extensively. We wrote the script, and um, it was about like seven. Shout out Sarai and Trey too. Shout out Sarai and Trey. We put a writing. We put a writers room together. Yeah, it was a whole writers room. We put a whole writers room together. Um. So Ryan Trey like helped us out. We sat down a couple of times, you know, revisited the draft. We had about seven different drafts until we finally came up with a conclusion. And this is all filmmaking. Like we've been in pre-production for almost a year now. Wow. Yeah, since like, June. Like developing a film takes probably took us six months. And we're just now we're just now getting to the part where we raise the funds for the movie. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Like we've done developing the script looking at the shot list we've done looking at alpha inspirations drawing from different films and like we're just getting to the point that's like the most important part that's what i'll tell people all the time like crazy people all the time the minute you get a season for a show it comes out it's so good and then they're like i want the next one right now it's like you for the next one right now bro you know how much work it takes y'all niggas think this shit just falls from the fucking sky you know what's funny ever? Niggas is like not seeing their families. It takes so much time, bro. So you can sit on your couch. I remember, I remember I met someone. I remember I met someone. This relates to what we're talking about. Yeah. I met someone who worked um for Marvel Studios and stuff. And like, like, bro, I heard it took them about like four years to do the Avenger movies. Mind you, Avengers, I think they did Inven Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. They did those movies back to back. You must have hated each other when that shit was over. Well, and I heard it was, and think about it. We got those movies, what? 2018, 2019. 2018, 2019. They were together for four years. That's crazy. Working on that one giant. They basically went to college. I was about to say that shit. They went to college to get to Marvel. They had, they had, so. Marvel University. Yeah. So they had, they had like people out in Atlanta for four years from all over the world working on this giant two-part movie bro imagine being pulled away from your family for four years in atlanta working 12 hour day shifts just that shit is crazy i'd like to think that we're at a point right now because we've been developing this for so long yeah. we you know we text we communicate on almost on a weekly basis 
like to think we're not sick of each other in terms of correspondence. You can say different oh, no. how you feel. I, I feel like recently I feel like we're building a giant family. That's good. Like I'm very excited for production because those four days, like those four days are going to be rough. But at the end, like there will be tears. Yeah, it's got to be, it's going to be <laughs> like, so we're shooting, we're shooting more Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. We have lockdown. We're shooting four days, uh, different locations for each day. And yeah, like he said, we're going to be stuck together for four days. And, and to go back on me doing research for the film, Lawrence, Massachusetts. Talk about it. I've done so much research trying to figure out what's this filmmaking history over here. And, like, I still got to figure it out still sometimes. I still got to go visit the history center and talk to somebody. But mm -hmm. for the most part, the history, like, I don't see people of color in it yet. In the filmmaking history of right. Lawrence, Massachusetts. Um, that something like this at this scale has not, hasn't been done yet. No. Um, it hasn't been done yet. In terms of my research, hasn't been done yet. We're doing something very historical here. Um, we're bringing in so many different creatives from a lot of different cities in Massachusetts. I'm telling you right now, like those four days, Memorial Day weekend is going to be a very historical weekend for not only the city of Lawrence, but like Massachusetts in general and all like people of color um artists like it's gonna be huge it's gonna be a gigantic event and we're gonna look back on that and be like holy shit that really got done yeah and then we're just gonna make another one and it doesn't stop from there it's just a lot of history making yeah i say maybe let's focus on this one first before we think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, nah, but my, yeah. michael's right and you're right too feliciano um and so that's why it gotta be why that's why motherfuckers need teams yes because you gotta have the one motherfucker who's gonna like get lost in the dream and you're gonna have the one motherfuckers like yo we're still here mm -hmm. you know what i mean um because i don't know they it, it, it's a constant balancing act yo um to the point of like just creating history yo like now is the time more than ever we're in this period in human civilization where shit is just kind of up for grabs um and a lot of people don't really realize it yet. You know, if you still think that blockchain is kind of stupid, you need to relax and you need to get up to date. Um, I, I don't want to say, well, like what NFTs might do for Vel or like crypto and blockchain. Like I don't fucking know all about that stuff, but I just know what my friends tell me from what they tell me. Um, like y'all, y'all might be at the frontier of entertainment. Hopefully. Like I think so. You know what I'm saying? If not globally, at least right here in our community. And that's really yep. all that matters, too. I, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, people really forget how much one small act has on the large scale of, of world building, yo. Right. You know what I mean? We, 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 we're, we're, re we're reaching the 50-minute 50, 50 mark. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're talking hey. that much? Huh? we talk Yeah. 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 No, normally, too, I, I'd be going for like an hour and a half, but like, yo. We've been we've been working all day, man. I mean, my my social battery a little low, yo. But okay. I we're gonna run it back for part two. I feel like I definitely got to know Feliciano because it's the first time I ever met my man. Is yeah. and honestly, I feel like we got a first take on you, Michael. For as many years as I've known you, bro, you know, 
there were certain parts inside your story that I never knew because, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yo, so, yo, we're going to check back in, on, honestly, probably, like, next month. That would be it. Yeah. You know? Or even after we shoot. Yeah. Let's do it. One in, like, well, oh, after we shoot. Bro, Nenton, we can do it before we shoot, after you shoot. I thought after would be interesting. I'm going to be home um, before Memorial Day. So I'll probably, honestly, come out and help. I said, I said, you know what I'm saying? I'll pop in. I'll bring some. I'm going to have some different equipment, too, where I could do some on-the-fly interview. Yeah. Sh- I don't think that's what marketing. Oh, yeah, Daniel's hoping us with marketing on this film by the very big help. Yeah, yeah, and shouts, shouts to Tiana, you know what I mean? Um, big T, Lil T, you know what it is. Um, Can I say one more thing before we log off? That, bro, yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. I was giving up my, my red book. Okay. Last word from y'all, young. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say um, thank you for having us on, on your show. I, uh, it really means a lot for us to get, to get on a platform like this and just kind of speak on the art that we're building together. Um, if there's any way that anyone that's watching this would like to support us, or if there's any way that you're looking to kind of help us make this film, um, it's very easy. Seedandspark.com. Um, our Bailando campaign is currently running. We have about 42-ish days left in the campaign. It ends on May 20th. Um, so yeah, you can go ahead and see all of our donation tiers. You get a copy of the script. Uh, you get access to Michael's private diary where he's giving us updates on on uh, his approach to the film. Uh, we have a QR code that's going to send you to a... Um, do you want to talk about the, the, the Bailando playlist real quick? Yeah. Because that's just kind of exciting. We did. We did. Uh, we're, there's a bunch of music that inspired, you know, the film. And we made playlists like on Spotify for people to listen to it. Right. Uh, we're going to include maybe some of the artists that we've been talking to that are probably going to be a part of the film. And um, yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff in terms of this film. We um, we definitely have, I believe, if this drops at that date, we're having a fundraiser at Entayel Arts cafe it's gonna be from nine to to midnight yeah. uh i don't know if i told you it was gonna be from nine to midnight but it, yeah it is going to be a bailando fundraiser we're going to be playing a film that inspired our short film and um well for taking donations too yeah for um every concession you know for every food order we get a percentage of that for the film so it's gonna be really dope um most of the cast is gonna be there uh we'll be playing some music before you get in it's gonna be a real dope movie experience. I got a lot of surprises lined up. Let's go. Um, yeah, pull up. And yeah, I love movies. Let's keep making them. Character development, 